unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Galt with your host, Ken Cadden. Woo! Yeah! Keep going, no! Welcome, everybody, to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, my name is Ken Ken, a.k.a. The Ghost. Uh, <laughs> as usual, we have the, uh, I guess, the media darlings of the Saturday Night uh, Pits at Gopher Dunes, uh, Ryan the New Flockhart and Ryan Gauld. Uh, so you guys did a, a, I hate to use the term live because we didn't stream it live or anything like that, but you were doing it live and you had uh, fans and industry people there. I got a couple questions regarding that. Uh, so... Listening to it, I could hear that it sounded like there was quite a few people there. Was it uh, mostly just industry people? Were there lots of fans? How how was that uh, podcast you guys did? That was awesome. Uh, um, it was a bit of a mixture of both, to be honest with you. A few team manager guys, a bunch of kids, some fans, uh, some racers. Um, I don't know. There was probably 60, 80 people kind of oh, cool. gathered under the tent. I definitely think it could carry a little bit more weight if it's if it was something that was consistent and mm-hmm. people started kind you know unless like i mean people under the tent knew who we were not because brian is a racer or matrix concepts or or works for gdr and, and myself tv guy or racer guy or ammo guy like there's people under there like love the podcast and and things like that so cool. um i think it was a I, it was a home run as far as the you know just kind of doing it last minute and, and promoting it and all that kind of stuff it was Diggs's idea um but uh, i don't know i i think newf would agree it was a cool little turnout it didn't look great at the beginning as we <laughs> no. were kind of like setting up I'm like all right i guess it might be just talking to me and you and then we'll have tyler but then all of a sudden yeah 50 60 people kind of just all sort of rolling around having beers and and laughing i think uh moving forward if we were ever to do that again we again we just we plan it a little better you get some music going mm-hmm. Promoted on the mic during the day, walking around, telling people, come on by. I, I, it, it just like, again, it was last minute. So we, you know, expected to be a last minute thing, but I think it, I think it over exceeded what maybe the objective was as far as getting a little bit of content and some, and some cool like, yeah. uh, chatter going in the pits, I think. Yeah, I'd agree too. I mean, at the beginning it was looking like nobody was coming, but and we couldn't get any of the mics, we mics to work. And shit. <laughs> yeah. We weren't really ready to go. It was last minute. We had raced during the day and, bunch of other shit going on and, and whatnot so it was pretty last minute but fuck halfway through it i mean it was pretty fun and the crowd was engaging with us and yeah i thought it was uh, i thought it was good i mean something that definitely um we could do more of in the future like put it this way last minute like you said racing all day everybody's got 17 other jobs going on uh this friend of of schuster Derek schuster cordell uh i don't know his last name was the na- he's a neighbor he's like a, a uh, fucking sideshow DJ. It was all his equipment. Oh yeah. And then Brad Nemeth from Automotico, he set up the recording device so we could get it to you, Ken. That mm. was something that I, I knocked on the door for Brad and um, I, I would totally do it again. Um, I think Newf, maybe me and you sit down and kind of organize yeah. pr- promoting it on our, now that we know what it takes, what it is, that kind of shit. Um, but anyway, fun. Everybody had a good time. We had some laughs and we created. They did. Some, I did hear Ky- Kyle did announce it on the, was announcing it during the day. The only that, that's going to be my race tech rant when we get to it. But I do oh. have a race tech rant for the for the show today. But um, I like it. I nice. like it. Some more yeah, hate mail. Yeah. 
Some more hate mail coming at us from Cousin Noof. <laughs> Why don't you talk to us about that, Mr. Gold? Uh, do you want to? Would you want to get into that now? Okay, let's. Okay, so yep. um, Ken, uh, when when did this come in? Do we have a, a timestamp on this at all? Oh, uh, July sixth. Yeah. So we did the show on what is the sixth? Today's the t- uh, nine, eight, seven. That's Thursday. Yeah. We did the show Tuesday. We got the hate mail on Thursday. It comes from. Uh, first name Abby, last name N. What a surprise that the full name isn't here when someone sends a hate mail in. You know, they don't want to actually say who they are, right? So we could, if they saw them at the races or anything like that, that's fine. Hide behind a little name. Um, I'll, I'll kind of summarize it a little bit. It's, it's a pretty long one, long-winded. Um, Abby shares that she was at Walton. So if everybody listened to our show last week, I had a pretty big race tech rant about a, a young rider going down um, and crashing. And the mother of that rider coming on the track and grabbing the rider like before anything went on. And um, my major gripe was it that if something was more wrong with this young kid and the mom just grabs him and there's a neck injury or a back injury or any of that kind of stuff, then it could have caused more problems whatsoever. And then, of course, I went into the parents shouldn't be coming on the track anyway. And that, again, like if you kind of helped it, I might have went a little far on that one because it is situational um, yeah. in certain things. But, again, the main point of it, you should never touch a racer on the track, unless that racer is like, I'm good. Can you just help me get off? I, I don't, I don't feel any pain. Like, and that comes in with maybe your juniors or your intermediates or your vet classes when they're a little bit more aware. Like this young racer was just hysterical, right? Screaming and crying and, and not knowing what's going on. He was obviously shook up. So Abby shares uh, that she walked under, she, the, they, the parents were yelling at the flaggers. I was, I was, I didn't even get there till the medic showed up. Um, uh, and then I was yelling at her and I was yelling at the dad and I, I shared on the show that I said, I was very upset. And I, I, I told him, I said, you never do that. Don't ever do that. I was worried for the kid. And then it comes across in the email. Oh, she's a parent that has medical training and is well at dealing with spinal injury and trauma. I don't give a fuck if you're the fucking best trauma doctor in the world. That is not your job, right? That was not your job. Sorry, Abby. I disagree with you on that. Then she basically calls me a liar saying that I was nowhere near the accident of the medics. I was the first person there. I was there right after the mom went and picked up the kid. So, Abby, you're wrong. Okay? You're wrong on that part of things. Yes, I reamed the mom and the dad out. I was very upset. I probably could have handled that better. And I said that on the show. I blacked out. And I was hoping they would come by later on that day. I didn't get a chance to see them, Abby. I don't know if you realize I'm kind of running around working. So I didn't get a chance to see them. I would have apologized if I saw them, but I also would have shared again, never, ever do that again at my races. Please and thank you. That is why we have medical staff. Staff, never just pick up the kid. Stay by the kid and, and everything. And, you know, and if he's saying, you know, help me off, then yes. But literally scoop the kid up in a very bad way, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the ending was, is there was another accident on the same jump in the plus 40 class. It was actually the plus, um, I think it might have been the 50. Anyway, it was Jeff Sutherland at the end of the day. He snapped his arm. And he's a 50-plus-year-old man, and she says, five people jumped across the fence to do that one there. And it was the mud race then. It was very muddy at that day, so they people probably went to help his bike and get that up. But he said to me, he said, I asked people, hey, can you help me get off? Like, there's a different scenario in every one of these things. But anyway, Abby, you know who I am. You called me an ass at the end. Then go to blast it all over the podcast. Yeah, Abby, that's my fucking job here to talk about things that are races. And then you call me an ass. I would like to see you at any of my races. Come on up to me. We can have a chat about this. And I would love to hear you call me an ass because I'm pretty sure that you won't. Because that's what people do nowadays. They don't bring it up on a face-to-face thing. 
they bring it up on social networks or an email like this. But hey, you know where to find me. Love to chat about it because uh, there's a lot of information that you've shared here that is completely outside and wrong. Um, but there's some that makes a little bit of sense. Love to have a chat with you. I mean, I appreciate you listening to the show and uh, respect your your um, opinion on this here. Some of the facts are not correct, but thanks for tuning in. And hopefully this doesn't, you know, jade you from our things. Myself and Ryan have opinions. We've been doing this a long time. And uh, there you have it. That's where I sit on that. So, Abby, I'll be at all the races. Come on up and, and chat with me. Abby N. That's all I have. I know of her. Abby N. Okay, one thing popped into my head when I was watching the show, and it doesn't—it's not super related to this, but I just kind of want to see what you guys think. Did you guys see when Mitchell Harrison crashed? His wife was the first on scene. That was another wrong thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right. That's so what I was thinking, yeah. Okay, so Newflip, get, let, let me give you your thoughts on this. Okay, uh, that that instance particular. So Gophers now, uh, from a medical standpoint, even Flagger, even like Paul Kingsley or thing, it's getting hard to see things, right, yeah. because of the fucking mounds of dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right, he crashes kind of in that it's not like a hole, but where that spot is, basically wow. the first people that can see them is the fans. Right? And yeah. yes, Mrs. Harrison should not have run out on the track like that. But if you notice, she didn't run out and just grab him to try to take him yeah. off the track. She actually put her hand up and then sort of put a protective body over her husband. In yeah. that instance, right? You know, so again, it, she's obviously a little more knowledgeable uh, on that instance. So again, it's so situational. And yes, we had it on TV. And then, but there was the one guy, I don't know who it was. I, if I have to watch it, I bet you I know who, if, if I recognize it. But he actually got the bike, right? The flags were up good. Like there was nobody jump. Yeah. There, so there was. Did it show me on TV coming into that thing? Mm, I, I don't see you, think huh? so. No, no, okay, I don't think so. So I'm the one that had the flag. I grabbed the flag from the, from the flagger. Why? So, well, because the flagger was uh, 20 feet off the track. Okay. Yeah. So I grabbed the flag from the guy and jumped out into the track. But the guy that grabbed the bike put the bike in front of Harrison, which was great. Yeah. Um, oh, you were on the back. So you were on the landing then. I was on, on the, the landing. I, okay. Okay. I was on the landing of the jump because that's the problem at Gopher. Like you just said, yeah. you got to have a fucking flagger at the front and a flagger at the end the jumps are fucking 25 feet i know so Mm -hmm. so the reason why they're so far off the track is so the two flaggers can see one another does that make sense like no that's exactly why right yes yeah you have to they want to see them so but then like you yeah like you just said it's hard for the guys coming into the first flagger yeah the back flagger being able to see them because the obstacles are so big um, yeah uh, on those senses so um, so anyways they did do a good job handling that um, I, I, I would actually not all day long. And can you watch a show like the Bennick incident, um, which was right around like behind the Stargate, right? Yeah. Um, and there was another incident there. Is that where Ethan Ouellette crashed too? Mm. I think Ethan Ouellette or somebody, I don't know, this is my kid saying this. He's like, did you see number 91 go down too, dad? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, we didn't see that. Anyway, there was a lot of medical situations coming up all into that area all day. And I thought all the flaggers, like what I could see on the television side of things, did good job. Like they were... There were yellows going into the medics. Yeah. Like it was really controlling and slowing people down. But this instance here, yeah, again, sort of a similar one to the one at Walton. Um, not the mom and the kid, but this time, but Harrison and the wife, she was right there, right? Like that's yeah. where she was watching. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of panic mode. Yeah, I, I would refrain from, you know, she's not going to do that at a supercross, right? Jump out of the fucking front row and go no. down there and, no. and, or even at a probably a pro national in the States. And maybe this is where, 
I, I don't know. Maybe we're a little loose with that sometimes. But again, is Kinger, Daryl, or Topley seeing that quick enough, or even the medics no. seeing that quick enough to get? You know what I mean? Like it's well, a because there's not enough. There's I mean, and I'm not saying there's not. Well, there isn't enough personnel. Well, there, no, there was lots, right? There was lots of flaggers, and there was four blues, so four like head ref type things, right? But where he crashed. You know, he's down okay. below a, a 30 foot, 30 foot high jump. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? But they're waiting for the flag to go up. The big dirty. The big dirty. Although, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it looked like it obviously got handled properly because nothing else happened. Yeah. There, was no, there was no dockings. There's nobody jumping. Nobody no. got hit. Well, it was right? actually, it's actually kind of, it's not funny, but so when I was holding the flag kind of direct, because he was literally right in the middle of the track and you couldn't really go on the inside of them. So you, I was pushing everybody to the outside, but these poor, cause it was two laps to go, right? One lap. Uh, two laps uh, he, they were just coming up to get the two laps. Two was lap out. No, it was yeah. out. No, already. They, I just watched it again. Like 20 okay, minutes. So it was coming yeah. to get the white flag. Yeah. These guys were so fucking tired when they were coming by me. Most guys had no goggles on either. Oh yeah. Training. They were more than happy to sit down and go slow through <laughs> like you could see it in their eyes. Yeah, you could see yeah. it in their eyes. They were thank you so thank you so much, Ryan. I don't even care if anybody's down. Um but yeah, I mean a oh, good 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 eye on you can point that up. And again we I, you, I recommend you don't do something like that. Uh but the situation got handled and again every time it is situational but in this particular one in some sort of comparison, Mrs. Harrison did not move or grab Mitchell just you know out of sheer love and worry um and maybe having another issue if there was a neck or a spinal problem uh but she did you know put her hand and try to help block the situation and then that guy came in and got the bike and and all that kind of stuff and actually did, did you notice when he went off he like rode the bike over to the fence and he like kind of went right in front I don't yeah know it was close benoit. i don't know if it was benoit or where we had the camera on it it was i think it was might have been benoit Oh, and I didn't notice that. It looked closer on TV. It probably wasn't that close, but yeah. well, he, he kind of crossed the, the tr- Yeah, he kind of crossed the track <laughs> in front of the action and and some uh, random fan was riding Mitchell yeah, Harrison's yeah. bike on the track. This thing's got some some motor to it, eh, yeah. boys? <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, uh, hopefully hopefully Mitch is all right. And I, I to kind of toot um Daryl Murphy, Tokley, uh Mike Evaniski was the finish line guy, and then and Paul Kingsley, man, I the, the whatever they're saying to the guy, I, I know it's hard, yes, with these big mounds, but I thought every situation got handled really good yesterday of of the crashings and the accidents and stuff like that. And um, like nothing else was there. Like when we know that I think the job was good, Noof, in our series, there's no docking. Yeah. After the fact, right? Because that's usually when it's sort of, well, the, the flag wasn't out or the fucking kid yeah. was here or the flag was down and then, you know, so. Um, no track cutting uh, situations this weekend either, which is usually yeah a big one for Gopher. But dude, Kinger and Daryl, like they fucking work their ass off on yeah. Saturday, putting those track markers down, and they watch it kind of how it develops, and the SpongeBob's on the insides, and like they do a good job, guys, man. Those guys don't get enough credit for what they do, and they the they do. Is, a- this is their part time gig, like they they both work jobs during the oh, week, yeah. right? So yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not something that they're 100% dedicated to, but they sure put in the effort on the weekend. And what a team they are, right? Like, they get along so well together. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there you go. Good job, Kinger, Daryl. Great job. And Tokley, like you said, he's out there as well. And, and Mikey. Oh, Tokley's and, gotten way better too, right? Like, he's yeah. been at this for a while, and he's, yeah, he's on it. He's good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, big shout-out to the KTM 
Husqvarna and Gas Gas Brands. Uh, thank you so much for joining on the Purity Performance Adventure and Extreme of KTM, the Simple Progressive Accessible Dynamic Husqvarna, and the Daring Capable Vibrant Inviting brand of Gas Gas. Thank you so much to them. And uh, the KTM and Gas Gas brands had pretty darn good weekends uh, around the globe. So congrats to those guys, and thank you for joining on uh, the CMXE family. Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you can get the same great products, settings, and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? That, for us, is Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension out of Alberta, willing to ship anywhere around the, uh, of the country as well if you wanted to jump on the same stuff that Noof took to a 1-1 victory ahead of me uh, and the intermediate kids in our Plus 30 Motors this past weekend. And all Racetech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Now, I don't know if that's a great sales pitch because I was not in great form, but still Noof rode a wonderful race. So, uh, <laughs> Racetech suspension there. Uh, Bristol Coachwork got to see uh, Eric Bannon out there this weekend. Great to see that guy out supporting. He's a big fan fan of the sport and, of course, uh, a huge supporter of the GDR Honda team and custom moto van builds right here in Canada, whether they are full-on builds or just accessories for the basic moto vans or for the Weekend Warrior. Um, they did the van for Hubert Monster Energy a couple years ago, the McNabs current uh, sprinter, and, of course, the front uh, race lounge uh, at the Honda Canada GDR rig. They do a little bit of everything. RV repairs, refurbishment, full upholstery division, to do a boat or vehicle interiors, 55-foot-long paint booth to paint commercial trucks and vehicles, all kinds of good stuff going on over there at Bristol Coachworks. Follow them on Instagram and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. And last but never least out here, callousmoto.com, Canadian brand focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport, and we can attest to that because they've supported us. They supported our guy, the ghost, the Ken Ken, and um, CMXU at checkout. I, I hope that code's still going. Mitchell hasn't said uh, that if it's dead yet. So CMXU uh, at checkout if you're going to callousmoto.com. And uh, what they put or what you guys put into the sport and put into Callus goes right back into it. So very good to have those guys on board. And uh, I guess time, yeah, now to the racing. And it was um, she was another wild weekend at the beach. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I guess just roll into the uh, 450s first. Um, I guess start out with Dylan Wright and that incredible first moto ride. Two crashes. I think he was down, f what was it, 14 seconds on lap 14? <laughs> it was up to 17 was it? On, our, yeah. on our time thing. 17 wow. at one point, yeah. So I'll do this one because Mr. Bias on there, of course. No, I'm not <laughs> biased at all. I'll give you my two takes on it when, I, when, I, when you're done. Go ahead. Um, the, I watched it over again today. It was lap eight when he goes down the second time he's slapped three the first time just past the mechanics area when he was leading and and throws it away and he then it's lap. by the way i did we actually didn't or no yeah he just yeah. kind of stuffed the berm i think just sort of stuffed it ah, yeah, uh, just the front, yeah. i was trying to, i was actually doing like a top 10 rundown and i kind of missed the crash a little bit um and then anyway the second one over on that little button hook again kind of just skips the front front of the berm and the front wheel washes and he but it, it took him a little bit to get out of maybe got a bar in the stomach no, or kind of wind. Bike himself. wouldn't start. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, bike wouldn't start. He actually um, had to put it in neutral because he, he he buried the front end. I was standing right there. Um, and why my voice sounds uh, a little shitty today is because I yelled so fucking loud after he crashed the second time. 
But it was on lap nine, and yeah, he just tucked the front end into that thing. You know how you jump into that thing a little bit? Tucked the front end, but then the fucking bike wouldn't start. That's what it was, okay. It was all piled up with sand. So he had to put it in neutral and then got going. So he comes around the next lap, and I think it was, I want to say it was 14 seconds that time. And then the next lap, it was 17. He, he didn't another have, it took I'm him a lap and a half to get going. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. It went 14, 15, 16, 16.7. Okay, 16. okay yeah. so almost 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets to 17. Yeah, and there's maybe oh, is that about six laps to go with the news if you're looking at that lap thing. Uh, yeah. Well, when it's at uh, 16 seconds, it's on lap 11 of 18. So, so seven uh, to go. Six and six and a half. Seven and to go. And what's crazy though is that on lap. So lap nine where he crashes at 213, he goes 159, 159, where Moth is doing yeah. better times. And then all of a sudden on lap 12, he ha- throws the hammer down 156, 157, 158, 157, 56, 56. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he knocks six Crazy. seconds off one time there. Yeah. yeah. One f- on lap 16, uh, it was. 156.3 to 201.9. Yeah. Four and a half seconds right there. And then the next one was the Moff crash one. But yeah, just the uh, his ability to be able to just find something later in the like he could have just mailed it in. Ah shit. Okay. Second in the moto. All that stuff. And then obviously the pit board. I mean, I don't think he sees anybody, maybe, maybe even not even Braden. Because oh, no. yeah, fuck, he just drops the fucking head. And you can tell, like we see it on the show, Ken. You were watching the TV side. Yep. I'm like, you can tell Moffy's like kind of just like sort of riding. He's staying consistent. But Dylan comes by and it looks like it's the first lap of the first practice. Yeah. Like his Incredible. fucking his the bike's kind of bouncing. He's on the gas. He's he's fucking railing berms. And I'm like, he's hits it. All right. Okay. He has not yeah. said fuck at this moto. He's going for it. And man, I, I've seen this kid, and I mean new if we've both seen him, like the, the amount of times that we've seen this sort of like mind-blowing ride. Yeah. I don't know where this one ranks, but man, this was impressive. He knocked off well, 17 seconds in six laps. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Moffs, he, he did it in six laps, right? Because he led la- the last lap and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he gets Moff, and then poor Moff has a huge get off um, yeah. and sort of, you know, throws the, has to throw the towel in for the day. But just, ah, man, I, I just, that, that kind of, that like it's JSR, Ricky Carmichael. James Stewart, um, like what Jared, what Jet Lawrence is doing right now, like uh, Eli Tomac, like these, the names I'm ringing off are nothing but world class, multi time job of uh, Jeffrey Hurlings, Antonio Caroli, uh, fucking Tim Geyser, jaw dropping moments of like, holy shit, how did he just do that? How did he just go that much faster than than people that are you know at his level, training like he does, chasing the championship that he wants and has. And it's it just when I see it, I become such a fucking fan again. And I'm like, this is why the sport is so cool to be able to see someone find that much more deep within them. And and then, man, it's it just like again, it's it. We're talking about Dylan so much. Like this is his fifteenth overall in a row, um, yeah. fourteen straight rounds where he's had the red plate. Fifteenth overall in the row. Um, I just did, was doing some research this morning, and uh, I just. God, Manny, I, when I think he can't take, I, I think he can't blow my hair off anymore if he does it again. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're Sean Moffenbeier on lap, you know, 11, 
and it's a 16 second gap, you know, you're, you're thinking, man, I got this thing, I got this thing in the bag. Because honestly, we thought he did too as a team. I thought, I mean, who didn't on the property? I don't well, think. Well, I right? know. I'm yeah. like, I was already starting to think and talk about Moto Two. We were already talking about, hey, save bike, blah blah blah, putting that stuff on the pit board because we thought that it wasn't happening because the gap was getting bigger. And then, next thing I know, it's just like it just freaking. I'm looking at the times. It's just dropping, dropping, dropping. And then we're like. Holy fuck, he can win this thing. Push, push, push. <laughs> gets into the lead. Then we go in full panic mode to save bike again because we weren't sure how much fuel we were going to have. Because, dude, that, that was a long moto, 18 laps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the pace those guys were going, it was a faster gopher than normal in the first motos. And we were worried on fuel. Turns out we had lots of fuel. But, um, yeah, it was it – was, what I thought it wasn't, I mean, I've, we've been in situations before where he's gone down in the first corner, but we knew he would come back, you know. This one I thought, fuck, we got second, we got beat. But, no. Okay. But, and, um, and, then Moto, and then Moto2 was just like a, a normal, typical Dylan domination Moto. Got a good start, passing the lead on the first lap. Yeah. 40-some seconds at the end, right? So 40, we actually, 45 seconds. And we haven't seen him do that this year. Um, as far as the, he hasn't, his margins of victory haven't been huge, um, in, in any of the motos so far. So, um, and the first one, one day for us, but like he does, he gets up to me and I mean, I'm, I'm, let's call it seven, six, seven minutes, maybe not that long, maybe five minutes later. Right. So he's got a little bit of time to cool down and although he's fucking hugging and kissing Lars and they're having, you guys are all fucking making out because of double podium <laughs> and everything. So yeah. your heart rate's still going, but. By the time he gets to me, like he barely looks like he just did thirty plus two. Yeah, like he doesn't well, look. You can windy. see that he on doesn't, TV. Like it's the same as when Colt Fasciotti would come off of these super hot JSR, come off these crazy hot days, and you look at them, and they do not look exhausted or beat down or struggled. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it wasn't stupid hot. Although Noof, I would say that it might have been. Obviously, the Celsius side of thing wasn't hot, but the humidity oh, might have yeah. might have matched like some of the best, like some of the tougher yeah. ones because. God Almighty! After it rained, if yeah. it, like it felt like it went up like ten degrees. I know. Oh, he, I mean, well, you were outside, so Dylan. Uh, this was the first weekend this year. Like even in practice, I mean, I did you? He was three and a half, almost four seconds faster in free practice than oh, yeah. everybody else. But he wasn't riding the bike like a maniac. Um, now, first moto, those two mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then he had to ride on the ragged edge those last six laps or whatever, but. Moto two was, you know, him. I don't think he put a, a freaking dabbed a foot wrong in that moto. I mean, he was hopping around there, yeah, like how it's supposed to be done on a world class stage, right? Hopping in the bumps and freaking doing this and doing that. Um, I think that's easy for him when he gets in that in that situation. Um, I don't know if that has to do with Moff being out. Him, you know, Moff has been the one that's given him kind of the most fits in a sense right so oh I yeah know that took a little bit of pressure off um but yeah i mean well so. i mean i will get into this next guy here i don't know about moff giving those fits because jess has actually won two motos i know uh, this year right so yeah but he's uh jess has been when he's won those motos it's been whole shot to checker yeah right where moff is not whole shot anything and actually put pressure on dylan at times yeah. and caught him a little bit right at the beginning of that first moto 
Yeah. Right. He, he laid down like three or four laps. That was a bit faster or not three or four. Yeah. But yeah, two or three laps in a row caught him a little bit. And then Dylan did the, you know, blew the berm out there, but yeah, on lap, um, on lap three, Moth put the hammer down as fast as lap and gained two seconds up to Dylan. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It. uh, yeah. I mean, Moth has been the one that has shown maybe the, the most, the, some raw speed, right. Okay. Be- um, before we move on from that, what, is there any update on Moth? Yeah, he's good. I, I talked to Kevin Tyler um, just over text last night. They're in the hospital just to kind of get a look at him. He just uh, – what was the text, actually? It was kind of funny. Um, should be totally fine. And But uh, what the hell was it? It was kind of funny. I'm just looking for it. Oh, yeah, here. Um, just got to the hospital, get him checked out. Should be okay. 100% heartbroken. That's confirmed. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine. So, um, I mean – Obviously, uh, it would have been quite the scene, and everybody I, again, nobody would have been bummed if Sean Moffenbar would have won that motor right there. It would have been, oh. it would have been, it would have been an amazing, amazing sort of little tip to the cap to his career and everything he's done. But hey, when you're going up against like Dylan Wright, apparently 17 seconds isn't enough. You need more. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I mean. I get. Yeah, I sometimes you know what I, I mean. I'm just happening right now in the states, and when Carmichael and Stewart did it, all that kind of stuff, and it sort of sucks that. You know, and obviously we're a smaller industry than those guys. So, you know, we're going to talk about Pettis and Moff and Lars and everything. And my, my dags are coming up, but they're not going to get that same sort of unbelievable chatter about what we're seeing. And it, it's, it, but it's the sport. You know, we're doing this job now to do this podcast and talk about it. And Dylan Wright stole the fucking show, man. 17 seconds uh, from behind a six lap, six lap dune, and then a 45 second lead in the second moto, man. It's, it's, fuck, it's, it's amazing. It's, 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 it's uh, inspiring, amazing, like heartwarming. Like it's every goddamn crazy thing you could think of to say. And it's, um, it's, it's that there right there sucked a lot of the life out of everybody else behind him. I, it had to have. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Pettis, Lars, Van Berkel, T-Dags, and then actually really good ride from Jeremy Mackay. Um, yeah. I mean, Pettis was, Pettis was well, on, on the, the last one, I guess our, uh, Tuesday show last week, I wasn't super high on Pettis because I was basing it off of uh, what I had saw at Kamloops and what I thought when the going got tough. But he's obviously said, and he said it in an interview um, that I that I was listening to last night, like he, he's put in the work. Obviously, it wasn't enough to be. After Moff went out, he was easily the, the second best guy on the track for sure. Um, went down in that second moto, which handed, uh, handed the handed the second place to uh, to Lars Van Berkel, which came came from Southwick. Everybody knows that story by yeah. now. He's going to be yeah. getting a ton of love for that. And that thing, this, the Lars story worked out just absolutely perfect for the GDR guys uh, slash Hudson Motorcycles stepped in to support. Um, he got it, He got to the house at 3 a.m., um, although he says in an interview it was midnight, but I'm, I fucking know it was 3 a.m. because I set my alarm for 2.45 to get up to meet him because he stayed at Derek's house. He's never met anybody. Um, so he just stays at a random person's house. But uh, yeah, got through three or four hours of sleep, swaps suspension over, goes out there and got better every single time he was on the track. Um, him and T-Dex had some crazy battles, both motos, hey, Goldie, like they went at it. No, I brought um, up, I brought it up. I'm like, both these guys are just going off road on each other right now. Just not super, super fast. No, not doing anything crazy, but literally no. the most consistent yeah. five or seven, five to seven laps. They just went back and forth, back and forth. Not a lot of passing, but no. just could like yo-yoing or whatever. But back to the Pettis thing, I want to actually do give him a little bit more because that second moto was pretty cool. 
Um, we didn't we didn't get the crash on on tv so i don't know where it happened i'm sure maybe you do new if you saw it go down but like his helmet he looked like it went good like it was a good thing or man he bent his visor down into his face and and um you know you can attest that he is in good shape too because almost everybody else other than dylan when they took that crash it sucked the life out of them right like it, it it just like was like oh god here we go i got nothing left kind of thing and barely anybody was able to return after hitting the dirt or or move forward again after hitting the dirt. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, kudos to Pettis. And I'm just looking at his times. Like, yeah, they're slower than Dylan's. But, man, he was within one to two seconds consistency. The entire thing of Moto number one and then Moto two, other than the crash, yeah. he was doing the same damn thing. Like, he was right there. He had the 220. So the crash came around, looks like around lap nine and then a 206. But then he kept dropping six, five, six, five, yeah. uh, eight, and then a 203. To do to catch up to uh, uh, T Dags there with a two hundred three, yeah. so like hats off to him and his training program too. And it, um, it it's it's cool to see that, right? You love that sort of inspiring ride out of these guys. Like I said, we've been talking about Dylan, and he was so strong. But hats off to Pettis in that moto there. Like it, the the crash obviously took a toll on him. He got set back there, and he and he fought back to make sure that he could still get second overall, um, yeah. and not give the full storybook ending to the GDR Honda slash Hudson motorcycles uh, team up this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, we were uh, we were really cheering uh, T Dags on in the second moto. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, yeah, we were really cheering him on. But uh, yeah, back to the Lars thing real quick. Super nice guy, um, and he is in for Sandali. So oh, nice. he's uh, he is staying at Derek's house right now. Uh, Corey, the driver, they just rented a car and drove after Southwick. So Corey, uh, who also races, who's his buddy. Um, he just left Lars there and said, Hey man, we'll see you when we see you. And, uh, <laughs> Lars is just gypsying away. I mean, I, I got a feeling that if Sandalee goes good, does he go to Moncton? Like I, he might just finish up the year. He had a really good time yesterday. Well, he got on the podium. He is a smile. Like, I mean, everything went about as perfect as it could have been other than maybe not getting enough sleep. So yeah, if you didn't have a good time yesterday, you must be fucked in the head. Yeah. yeah hey, come on. Yeah, drink the Kool-Aid in. Lars Van Berkel, everybody. Sign up. Get your tattoos at your local parlor. <laughs> the guy was uh it was awesome. He was a great he was a great interview and he was super hyped. And um, you know, this weekend obviously you gotta think he'll probably be relatively good again. Um, yeah. but I, I guess it'll be interesting to see if he does do well to go to the Moncton to see if there is a bit of a kink in his armor, because it seems like you know, Red Bud went well, Southwick went well, uh, Gopher went really well. Um, and then, uh, you know, Santa Lee, you got to think similar sort of soil, but, uh, Hey, I don't know. I mean, looks like he could fit in. Seems like a nice guy. Like you said, you got to hang out with this. So, Hey, I, and again, what a cool storyline, just a little mix up in the, in the juice here. And again, maybe Moff, not sure. He should be fine, but he's might take him a little bit, right? He's probably not going to ride this week. Yeah. Right. The kind of thing to yeah. assess in the situation. Cause he did hit his head. Like he came down on the head and then rolled. Right. So might've gave the neck a good snap and kind of rung his bell a little bit. And, um, at the podium, he was, he was zonked. Like he was, he was out of it for him to actually get back up and get third in that first moto was still pretty impressive. So, um, anyway, yeah, Lars could, could, uh, squeeze into the podium positions here for a couple of races and it'd be cool to see it. And yeah, good to have him on there, man. Do you, do you guys think, I'll ask both of you guys this. So we saw with a t- Tyler yesterday, obviously he is, you know, he's always been good at, at the dunes he's in incredible shape um do you think we saw a little bit of his age yesterday galdi like 
He just uh, didn't quite have the jam. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. There's really nothing else you could point to if you were trying to find a bit of a fault in that armor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. He looked like he struggled all day. He just didn't have a lot of fight that in him and, and no chart like him and Lars were having that battle. He did have a, he kind of tipped over. I don't know if he ran into the back of Ryan Derry. Uh, when the pass was made in Moto One, or yeah, Moto oh, One, the fucking lappers were bad. Oh fuck yeah, oh, well, dude. But right. again, a bit of a rant here. Dylan Wright's doing one fifty sixes. The guys in fifteenth are doing two fifteens. I know. You know what I mean? Like Hold it's on. just. I'm trying, I'm trying to find his name. Um. Oh, there was a couple. Are you Nate Mason? Oh, uh, uh, CCR Yamaha. Nate Mason. One oh three. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor Nate. Poor Nate. Um, and then into, but yeah, I, I I don't know if it's an age thing. We talked to Tyler on the on our live thing, man. He says he feels as good as he ever has yeah. and he's bonding with his bike. But yeah, he did not look like the Tyler Medaglia that we know um and, and you know has the iconic sort of resume at this track. He did not look like the same guy um out there at all for sure. So uh you know, go to the chop, go back to the drawing board this week coming up in Sandalee. Um, he, we know he's going to be good there. He's always been fast, loves that place, grew up there, knows it well. Um, but then into that, the next guy, Makai, like, like you said, um, super quiet day for him, right? Like, literally, I don't think he had a battle ever. Um, oh no, he did have to make a pass on who the fuck was we had it on TV actually. Now, was it him and Gibbs? Was, went no, out a seven, bit that, early on. no, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, Moto uh, One. Was hold Moto on, one, let's, let's talk, talk about Moto One while you look at that. But six, 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 I actually six, six, thought that his his speed was pretty. Like he he hung on to the back of that Medaglia Lars battle for quite a while in that in that first moto. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. That's where that's right. I knew I talked about him, and I thought it was because yeah. we were trying to find battles. So it was. Yeah, he was only like two, three seconds behind yeah. for quite a while. Like. Uh, up till about lap six, it looks like here, and then he dropped back about ten seconds, it seems. But uh, yeah, no, he he rode good, man. And, and yeah. um, I I guess Quebec guys have always been a bit more, you know, liking in the sand. But with the track, the the way it is, how tough it is, the humidity, the rain, good soldier effort, man. Fifth overall in the day, and he took that from from the next guy we'll talk about, Daniel Elmore, because poor Daniel couldn't get out of the first turn. Um, well, first turn, second moto, and this and this first moto, it was the button or the turn right going up to the damn yeah. anthill. Moffa um, yeah. gave him a bump over the berm, and he went over the bars. I just I didn't see that on TV, and then today I actually caught it just out of the corner of the camera oh. uh, and saw where he went down. So he was dead last first lap both races. He passed twenty guys a moto, easy. Yeah, yeah, it was thirty in the second moto here. I'm just looking at moto two. He goes thirty first to sixth. <laughs> Jesus, that's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Great. I mean, like he's on that guy's obviously in great shape. Yeah. Very right. Good. Right. Really good shape. The speed um, obviously is not that as raw. Like you got to the front no. guys, but, um, but I mean, I think we got a great, if we go uh, points wise, him and Makai are only one point apart. Yeah. Right. And we've now reached oh, the halfway yeah. point. So um, we've got a great little sort of side battle here for that, that fifth overall position. Um and if I'm a, if I'm Walton Kawasaki or if I'm TLD Gas Gas SSR, um, you know I, I'm throwing a little bit. Hey, we want the fifth. The fifth is yeah. going to get you. I don't know. It's not, I don't. If I say five grand, that probably sounds a little ridiculous. But we'll put an extra Gino or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just come up with a little bit of enticing. We want the five. Let's fight for it. Uh, now it's you know seven five five eight six for Elmore, six ten five five for Mackay. So uh, yeah. and one point difference between the two. 
Yeah, for sure. And Pettis actually, he's only 23 back. So still still close here and lots of room and lots of time. But we are at the halfway point. We only got eight motos to go but, uh, in 2023 here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it we last weekend or last week on the podcast, we talked about uh, Andy Trutes quite a bit, the Trutes train. It uh, didn't seem to leave the station at all. Um, it, was there anything to it? He didn't see him. I didn't see him on TV a whole lot. Was there much going on or just bad starts? I, wish, his way I wish I had it taken the bets with these people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, every, every, derailed. Everything I saw, he looks like he'd almost never been to a sand track. Like he was, <laughs> man, he was missing berms and casing jumps yeah. and just no flow. And, and like I was even cheating a little bit like during the TV thing. I don't know if you knew where I was, if I was – uh, by the sweeping turn kind of on the back side of the big anthill, I could only see like a small portion of the track. So every time there'd be like a lull in action, I was kind of cheating to see who's coming. And then I would look at the the live timing as they were approach the finish line. I'm like, okay, boys, we got a battle coming up here. Or, or, you know, kind of, there was second apart. Truths was in a couple of those, but it was for ninth and 10th and shit like yeah. that. He went uh, kind of a lucky day. He goes eight, 10 for seventh. But yeah, the Truths, Truths train, um, <laughs> Was not up to par as far he as did, our... Uh, he did come from like, well, he's 29th in the first lap with the second moto. Um, okay. So he did, so he did come. I, he went oh, down. he was in the first turn. He was oh, the one that went down in the oh, first okay. turn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With yeah. him and Elmore. Him and Elmore. Elmore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I saw on his Instagram today, he put like, uh, I think I left my sand skills in Netherlands or wherever. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think he had higher expectations for himself along with the rest of us. But, yeah, still seventh overall. Decent day, a little bit yep. lucky on the overalls. Yep. But um, I don't know who the – well, actually, I do know who Grant Hoffman is. Uh, I only know him because he raced my ammo race at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. And he's a teammate of Nate Mason with CCR, Scotty, yeah, so, Scotty Vanderborn's team. Yeah, I saw that um, he trains with uh, – oh, fuck, with Tyler Bowers. Tyler too. Bowers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, but I know I've never heard of Mitchell France. No, no idea from Michigan. That's all I know. Yeah, I have no idea. That guy has had a great, uh, great day, uh, great uh, second moto with an eighth. Um, yeah. yeah, but have no fucking clue. No fucking clue. <laughs> but, uh, great second moto. Same with with Hoffman though. Thirteen seven. Great second moto. But you got to like a little bit of credit to those guys, right? Seven for Hoffman eight for friends, nine for eels. And that second moto, the toughest one of the day, the longest one of the day. Uh, and they battle in for those top 10 positions. So uh, hats off there, boys. Uh, and Parker Eels, not Mr. Sand guy. Um, ninth overall, they're 12, nine. So he's, he's chipping away and kind of doing good. I'm just kind of looking at the points of all these guys and seeing where they're all sort of sitting. They're all within I know, kind of, kind of close eels, 91. Gold, Gibbs, how, right? Goldie, how do you, how do you feel about, Gerald Lauren Nill. Yeah, what, what happened there? Uh, I have no idea how this happened. I brought it up a ton on television. How in the fuck does Gerald Lauren come from Jerry Lorenz? Uh, I, I don't know. 881, a super friendly kid out of Michigan. He's done a ton of Canadian races over the years. Saw him and his dad. Him and his dad are just a couple of beauty human beings. And he's got to be early 30s, man, 30 in there, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, grew up around Baja, um, all those sand tracks in Michigan. Anyway, he just like, ah, I thought I'd come up just for something fun to do. And the guy goes 10, 11, yeah, um, that's awesome. 10, 11 for 10th. And I think he, I read his Instagram or he tagged me in it or something like that. Um, 
I don't know if it was Moto One. He was running like seventh at Moto One and had a tip over or something. Oh, okay. um, so anyway, he could have got a couple more spots because from tw- from seventh to eleventh uh, is was only three points missing, like uh, like yeah. eight, ten, thirteen, seven, twelve, nine, yeah, like the big yeah, swapping yeah. around. So um, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool to see Gerald Laura Nil. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find out who screwed that up, man, because that's a fucking that's way of that Jerry be. Lorenz. Gerald Lorenel. Like Jerry's with a J, not a G. There is guys named Jerry with G's, but his is yeah. with a J. Oh, really? And Lorenel, uh, you know, I guess the first part, Lauren, but N-I-L-L, how do you get that out of a Z? I I, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's a good good screw up there. Uh um, but yeah, Gerald. Uh for Gibby as well, huh? A whole shot second motos all the way back to 13th. Yeah, not a good yeah. one there. Um you know, kind of cool that he's getting a little bit of help, side help from Walton Kawasaki to give him some parts and yeah. try to help him do this privateer thing. But yeah, um, rough day, 11-13 for 12th overall. I mean, has he ever really been good here, though? No. This is not his place. So He's been there, though, for two weeks, but yeah. I think anybody can attest to who's been there for two weeks or two years or 20 years. Yeah. What you get on Sunday isn't what you get during the week, right? So No. No, I uh, I mean, you know, Tyler's a good kid and all that stuff like that, and he's got great speed and skill. I honestly, I, if I'm just a guy looking from the outside in, I, I don't think he's in near good enough shape. So no. I, I just think that it comes down to I mean, that's always harsh to say, and I'm, I could, you know, I'm never, was never one of those guys that was in shape, but I'm a guy now watching. He needs to be in way better shape to be able to ride the bike with the skill set that he has because I think he rides it. He, he's so active on it and scrubby and fast yeah. and all that. That his energy he just loses his energy. He's got to be. A, he's got to learn to ride that 450 with more with a more efficient style, or get stronger uh, to ride the way that he he likes to ride the bike. Yeah. Did we get a? Did we get an update? Wrapping up 450s here. Um, did we get an update on Julian Benick? Yeah, I was going to uh, ask that. No, I did not, man. That was so early in the day and nothing at all. So, I it, on the TV we saw it. It looked like he rang his bell pretty good. Um, so hopefully he uh, hopefully he can recover for this weekend. Um, Nick Collins. What happened to Nick Collins? Bike blew up. Oh, he doesn't have a spare. I I saw a fucking post with him and Taryn Gerber on a boat yesterday. Like I'm like, were they were they hurt or something? I thought they were racing. Um, well, Taryn Gerber hasn't raced all year, has he? Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't him then. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I thought I saw a post on Collins. Those guys don't. I I think on the 250 side, obviously for um. Was Nubby there where you call him? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Amion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, on the description. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure they have backup bikes for like him and stuff. But I don't. Yeah, maybe not for have, Nick. I don't think they have spare 450. Um, give a little uh, shout out. Derek Ham did not do what we thought he would do. 2620 after his red bud. Uh, Seth Hughes was up to top tens and elevens. Went 1632. So that's a bit of a. Disappointment. Your your guy Nate Mason, fifteen twenty six. Ryan Derry, eighteen fourteen. Cameron Horner. Who the hell is that? Yeah. So that yeah. guy, he he's been at the dunes since Redbud. He he did Redbud, and then he him and his family drove there ninth in the first okay. moto. Yeah. No. He he was yeah. and he was around the same in Moto Two, and his bike just fucking grenaded. Was that the smoke? Yes, was that, that was the smoke. That was right where where Harrison crashed. Yeah. Yeah, that was where the smoke okay. was. Uh, and a little shout out Yannick Boucher. 1412, welcome back, Bailey Motorsports on Husqvarna. Just said F, I got something to do. Let's go race the toughest national of the year. 1412. 
Um, yeah. Pretty awesome. That's good pretty job good, for him. Yep. And uh, last but not least, Max Filipek, local Ontario kid. I'll give him some love. 1915, I thought he rode good. He was up there uh, fighting good in that second moto. But I know he's pissed that Derry beat him in both. He went eight. Derry went eighteen fourteen. <laughs> Philippe went nineteen fifteen. So uh, I bet you Maxie will be pissed at that. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, halftime read. Uh, let's go. Uh, big shout out to thanks to AMO for helping us kind of put a little uh, influx of funds into us to get this whole thing started off. I'm uh, we are on uh, laid back schedule. Although um, myself stepped up, I had to lend my Starlink this weekend. I had to lend transponders this weekend. Um, what else did I have to do? I did do something else. Oh, all my a bunch of my staff worked this weekend. Who, so who used your Starlink? We had to use it for the TV show. No way. Yeah, because they needed the Starlink up at the podium uh, to turn on the main. I think it turned that would help make sure that the main um, live view satellite thing sends out the signal to the rest of everything. Uh, but again, uh, they had they actually had a second one. Um, but I think you can't just like put it on like you're an, you have to have another account. So they couldn't get it going. So anyway, I had to bring that up and, and make it. My, I'm telling you right now, if you're having internet troubles around the world, just buy Starlink, a Starlink. Starlink, 100%. Oh my God, I man. I can't believe how good it works. Unreal. Um, and then, of course, uh, Renegade Fuels. And I remember I couldn't say, remember what it said, Noof. Races that win uh, shit. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, did, how did it smell? How did it that. smell from back yeah. there? Renegade Fuel, races that win, pour it in. Uh, so it's Blake Hall. I met him for the first time. This weekend, uh, awesome to meet you, Blake. Face-to-face, finally chat on the phone lot. Hall Race Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Uh, hooked me up and hooked me and my son up with a couple of those purple race cans. That was pretty cool. Um, and I think he dropped off a funnel or something for you, Noof, didn't he? Yeah, funnel. A funnel, yeah. Um, so big thanks to them. And, of course, uh, you're back in the office here, Noof, just slinging all the products at Matrix. Oh, it's a slow day for for me here <laughs> i'm dragging ass but uh matrix concepts canada back at it lots to catch up on um since i was off gallivanting across the country for seven days just catching up on emails and stuff but uh, i don't even like, get i can't believe you went home like i don't understand it like why wouldn't your family come out next week when you come out all together and i just i'm blown away at the way that this plan came together for you guys uh yeah matrixconcepts.ca check out the latest greatest from uh rental works connection mobius strider bikes um matrix products and uh 100 oh, oh can you bring a set of straps for adam powell uh, that we gave away at the live show <laughs> Boy, i only have a backpack so no i will not be bringing okay well we'll figure that out down the road then mail them <laughs> Um, all right, Kenny, I think we're uh, ready. Yeah, for hop into 250s. Class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this one's probably best to hit the top three right off the bat and then probably throw Harrison in at the end because he was easily a top three rider. It just didn't work out that way by the end of the day. So, Goldie, why don't you start with uh, rider and then Noof, you can do Benoit and then we'll just go back and forth. Well, I mean, uh, rider was impressive. Uh, we knew that he'd be good here. Um, that crash kind of uh, by the sounds of things and I talked to him at the end of the day just before I was kind of leaving it, it beat him up a little bit more than he thought the pipe kind of burnt him the tire took a bunch of skin off his back uh you can look actually on our on our Instagram right now there's a picture of him walking away and you can see where the back's really torn up or if you actually yeah. watched on Rye TV I made sure we've done a cut a shot of the back of him there and and he got kind of stuck under the bike but uh, again uh I, actually I, I said most people weren't able to recover after the crash but Dylan did he did and um uh, who was the other one we talked about in the, the crash? The, oh, Pettis. 
Um, yeah. yeah, so McNabb, McNabb 2-2 on the day, has that sort of off day, still goes 2-2, and comes out with an extra one point in the championship. So, I, I mean, a pretty solid day, top to bottom, fastest qualifier. Him and that bike, man, they look fucking like peas and carrots, man. They're yes, like absolutely. just so good all the time. That crash actually like kind of surprised me. I watched it again like three times today, and I'm like, man, I just – he just he he looked like he was going so hard into the turn he wasn't ready uh, he wasn't quite planted on the front wheel and it just kind of washed away and then that pushed through the berm and then it went over and left it on top of him. but um, I don't think his injuries are going to last too long other than you know he have to put a little vitamin E cream on there and, and uh, get it all healed up but so it happened just I was probably I don't know a hundred feet away from where he went down I picked himself up pretty quick got back on the bike and then. All of a sudden, his hand comes off the handlebar and he's just hanging his shoulder down. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. I'm like, he's out. He's yeah. out. I'm going over the radio. I'm like, McNabb, obviously, still a pretty big personal connection with McNabb over yeah. with our team and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm like, dude, he's out. He's out. And then he rides by me right before you go up the big hill. And we almost kind of make, like, fucking eye contact. And he just, like, looked. And then he's like, fuck, I guess I got to go. And he put his arm back on. And he went. But he said... I talked to him at the end of the day. So his arm went numb, and I don't. It was probably from the burn, maybe. But yeah, um, he said, "Yeah, it went numb," and I thought something was really wrong. But then once I kind of got going again, but I think that he was more impressive in the first moto than the second moto. Yeah, like he, for sure. It looked yeah. like once the adrenaline wore off, he was probably pretty fucking sore. But he just, but the the fight he put in the second one too, just to make sure he still got back to second, right? Because he had to pass. Yeah. Uh, he came from a couple, he started about fifth, I think, right? He go back to at least fifth on the, uh, if I'm just looking up the laps here of moto number third two. The whole time. Was it third the whole time? Second, second, second. Third time. the whole moto up until Harrison went out. Oh, yeah. I guess it was just, okay, why did I, th- oh, no, Ward was on him at time. That's what it was. Yeah, Ward was Ward pushing. Was, but he, yeah. And he had, yes, right, he had to fight off Ward because Ward had in a great second moto. That's what it was. Um, but, um, yeah, great, great ride. It would have been cool if he just fucking gave you the finger news. And then, like, and then, and then came back and rode that great moto. That just might have made the story a little bit better. <laughs> Not that he would never ever do that. I bet Ryder, I don't even know swears. I don't like remember him swear, but um, anyway, uh, good, good moto on then. But, um, but uh, I mean, you have a day like that where it's frustrating and didn't kind of work out. Even though, like I said, he looked like unreal. Unreal is like when he touches the track. Like he was, he was fastest lap on the third lap of the free practice and the. And the thing, and he like I don't think he ever beat that time again, yeah. kind of thing. Like he was just like as soon as he touched the track, he was gold. Um, and then the, the crash took it out of it. But yeah, and then still comes away with an, a one point advantage on the championship. Yeah. So Ben Wanoof. Uh well, Kevin rode uh, the first photo was a bit surprising for me. Him and Racine had that crazy battle. Yeah. Um, and I thought there was no part of me that thought Racine was gonna get him. It's like almost like Racine wore him down. It did. You know, he, yeah. did. he kind of broke him. And then, then of course, Benoit backs up with a moto win in the, in the, in the second one. He, he's always rode good at the dunes. I mean, yeah. that's where he's kind of, you know, he's always been strong there. But, uh, dude, he's, I mean, he's keeping himself in this championship hunt, right? Like, um, it's impressive for his age and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. And I think coming up, Sandali, he's good at. Obviously, Deshaun Bowie's going to be good at. Moncton's a bit of a question mark, but this thing's not by any means over. Well, if you actually listen to our After Calgary podcast, he loves Moncton. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't listen so, to that. So. Yeah, I know, I know. No, don't support. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I I brought it up on the TV, Ken. I don't know if you got to chuckle about that. I'm like, that was just so old guy. Like, he just yeah. old guy yeah. fought for yeah. that moto win. <laughs> like, he fucking, he got passed, and then he went back like eight eight bike lengths, and then fought back just up, makes a pass, yep. and then gets passed again, and he's, he's adjusted his goggles, and then he's like, all right. Like Rocky, like, okay, let's let's go good, Adrian. I'll yeah. fucking take it on. You know, kind of like just, it was just awesome to watch. And he just, uh, you know, unfortunately, Harrison, we, we'll never know if Harrison would have hung on to it because of that, you know, basically bomb that went off when he landed there. But um, Benoit was, he was going for it, man. And it was, yeah. we would like on the TV show, we would leave it for a second and go to the Ward Racine or Ward uh, um, McNabb thing for a minute. And then we were looking for other stuff there. And uh, there was a point where we were watching Massey Angelo and I think Gaynor and Jonesy were going at it. Rempel was in there. But anyway, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I look at the time again. He's like, he was four seconds back last lap. Now he's 1.2. And then it, uh, he makes a pass and then and he scrubbed. Right. Anyway, it was an awesome yeah, moment. Congrats, yeah. congrats. And he did the strike. Uh, um, actually, there's one thing we didn't talk about. Dylan's first moto scrubs to take go by Pettis and Moss. Oh, Moffitt. my God. And then fucking Benoit does it. Not quite as scrubbed, but he scrubs Pretty right close. down underneath, like right down underneath Harrison. But he didn't actually make the pass right there. But just that he was going for it, man. It was just like it was super, uh, like uh, invigorating watching it again. Almost went fanboy on it. Me and Quinn Amiot were calling the action, and we're like, "Holy shit! Look at him going! He's charging! He's jumping lines!" And he kind of like, yeah, it was it was cool, man. It was uh, he's definitely a hell of a story this year. Cam Benoit is ten points out, boys. Ten points out of this championship right now. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, Natsuki. Uh, holy crap! That first moto was he was he was gone. He just ran away with it. His first moto was unreal. Um, the speed that he was carrying through the turns and using outside lines, different. Like he looked like he was born right there in the sands of Gopher. Like it was one of the most perfect first motos. Um, I think I'm almost identical to what he did last year. Um, but yeah. you know, he had to get by McNabb too, which is cool. So we had to fight, you know, McNabb's early first couple lap speed is always so good, but I, we got to talk about the second moto. So he doesn't get the start, does a little bit of battle. And looks like he's have, having goggle issues as Racine's going by him, goes all the way back to six, um, comes off the track and, I don't even know if he really knew or if he just stopped, but goes ends up going 5-1, right, because of the Harrison thing. Because the 6-1, uh, right, was 25 and 6 is 15. That would have been 40. And Racine was 3-4. So he actually still would have got third anyway with this. Or no, uh, but if, if it would have been, Harrison would have bumped him. Yeah. Right? Harrison, that's what, that's what it was. Harrison would have bumped him off the podium. So anyway, he gets there. And I think there was a bit of a mislead on certain things. But he's by himself at the podium. Uh, Brent Lee, the Walton Kawasaki team, they're there because Tanner Ward gets the third. So they supply him with the water and this and that. And I think, Noof, you know, you did some digging and I did some digging. And, you know, we could probably create a, like a, what the fuck's the team doing? And then there was a, a bit of an argument going on. But I think the team did not have enough of a discussion going with the points and saying and knowing that he got a podium because nobody was there to help him. And yeah. I got a picture sent to me with his bike basically like a dead body laying on the ground because he had to walk up to the podium and there was nobody to hold his fucking bike. So not a, not a great look uh, for the PRMX, the parts of the guys there. Julian, they're doing a great job. Obviously, Josiah's bikes are good bikes. Dylan Rempel, we're going to talk about him in a couple of seconds. He did a, had a great day. 
but like not a great look. And and if I would, we were talking to you just before we kind of came on, like as the moto's going, like I, I would assume you guys are like, okay, hey, sitting four two, sitting three two. Okay, we're on a podium. We got to make sure we get one guy over there. The rest of us will join you. Whoever's closest, make sure you're there if he finishes right now because it's going to be close on the points. But make sure we're there to support support our guy. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, it was a bit of a weird deal. Weird deal, but um, that first moto I was going to say too, he like, nobody really wanted to win that first moto besides him and Speed, right? Yeah. That went yeah. down. Uh, Ward went down in the first corner. Um, Ward, Harrison, and Tanner Scott, right? In yeah, the first Harrison corner. went down in the first corner, Tanner Scott. Uh, somebody else crashed. I think Ray Singh laid it over too, or maybe Benoit crashed in the first moto. Um, yeah, it almost seemed like everybody wanted to crash, but yeah, definitely. I mean, for Nasty, he's he's making this thing hard on himself. Not not a, you know he needs to start stringing some one ones together. Which after that first moto, I thought for sure that was happening. But everybody had goggle issues in the second moto. It was it was pouring out. Oh yeah, at that yeah. second moto, I was like, holy shit! But um, so but he's I have to give hats off to Racine for the day, man. Hats off to Racine. He rode good, really good. So he Nasky now twenty eight back. And instead yeah. could have been whatever, like 22, I guess. No, yeah. whatever, like down maybe 20. Um, mm-hmm. for, you know, so, um, yeah, a bit of a turn of events. But, yeah, Racine was – he was solid. I thought I thought he would have been even better in the second moto. I, I think it took him – I think it just took him a little while to get going. It seemed like he just kind of couldn't find that pace of the front guys. And both Harrison and Benoit were fucking carrying an unbelievable amount of speed. And then he started fifth. He had to get by Ward and – and uh, or know how to get by a couple guys like didn't get a great start but um yeah great day for Racine um great kid in great shape like he's just you like what you I like what I see out of him right now you know and I don't believe I don't think like I mean he did get third in the championship we talked about this earlier in the year last he talked he got third last year but like I don't think he was hired to win the championship this year but he was hired to get some development going and really progress and yeah I think he's knocking that out of the park well, a lot has changed. A lot has changed for him over the last two week break. There, I mean, he was much racier this weekend than we saw in the first three rounds. No question. So, let uh, me throw it to you right now, Noof. We're coming into the weekend where he came up about thirty <laughs> yards short. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Can he? Could he fucking win a moto this weekend? Does he have the speed to win a moto again this weekend? Oh, he has the speed. I mean, he showed that last year against basically the same guys. Um, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. I mean, I don't know how well he, I, I don't know him overly well. I don't know how he reacts with pressure and stuff like that, but you know, it's going to be on the back of his mind. And I know that would be nothing any better than Kevin Tyler would want as a moto win at, uh, especially if Moff's out for the weekend or something like that. He'd love to, uh, love to see him. See I know him Kevin, I know Kevin Tyler, I think, or I heard he might've had to have some words with some certain ammo families that partied a little too hard on Saturday night that were parked very close to the Racines. Oh, drinking, yeah? drinking fireworks, a lot of, yeah. Fireworks. A little bummed out at my crowd on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it's not my crowd, but it's the people that come to my races. I'm a little, I had, to, I drove by in the morning. I was getting a rundown from Digger and I'm just like, I went by their pit and I'm just like, oh my fucking God. It looked like B-Lot at Redbud. <laughs> like the the only thing missing was like some chick passed out with her fucking G-string hanging on her head or something. Like, it's kind of been like that this year a little bit. It was taught, we were talking about it. So, I mean, with these amateur races that are happening on a Saturday, they're not like super serious or anything like that. And yeah. 
people are there and obviously they want to have a good time on Saturday night to watch the races on Sunday and it has been getting out of hand. I mean, same thing happened at, uh, at West can actually on the Saturday night. Um, some people got a little bit wild and there's pros that are parked within the, within the amateurs. You know, we're not as fortunate to have the, I guess at Gopher we do, but at some of the tracks, you know, to really separate the amateur pits from the pro pits. I don't even know if that makes sense for us to do that in Canada, but yeah, um, it just seems like it's been a bit of a trend. You know what I mean? That uh, people want to tear it up a little bit more on the Saturday nights. And- I mean, and as they should, right? News, that's what we want. We want them to come yeah. and enjoy it and, and make the, make it a, a party for themselves. But this is where it comes to the point of like, fuck guys. Oh, like maybe are we supposed to have a lot B now at our nationals? Is that what we need? Like, and then how, how do you, okay. When they come in the, when they come in the gate, um, like, I know the guy. I'm like, nope, you're fucking parking over there. You have to park over there. You know what I mean? But not everybody knows. Yeah, but maybe we just need to have more designated pro amateur separation at these races. But then again, we're going to go to Sandalee where the pits aren't huge. You know what I but mean? There's, oh, there's lots of room back there, bud. They got that yeah. whole backfield there if we, for That's those true. things. But anyway, it might come up this weekend, I've got thing because it was a problem. They, this, this, this one pit area that had a bunch of different people at it. Um, it was out. It, it got out, the boys were having a good time. Um, but man, it's it just fuck. You gotta, you gotta just like, it's funny, they don't do that at my race. No, well, like, it's more serious though. I guess maybe yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. They were none of nobody was racing Sunday, right? They didn't need to get up early, they didn't have yeah. to have their kids ready and yeah. shit like that, right? So, yeah, maybe that's good what thing, it was. Uh, good thing we're responsible, Galdi, in bed nice and early on Saturday. <laughs> well, I, that wasn't me on the Friday, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, you were you were responsible both days, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I get it. You're older, and so I know you had to be serious racer guy on Saturday. If I can, you probably wouldn't have been able to sleep if I had to actually beat you on Saturday. One seventy five bucks. Seventy five. <laughs> I can't believe it was payback now. All of a sudden, I've never seen payback. Uh, back into this action, boys. Tanner Ward. Fuck yeah. Yes. Awesome. Fuck Very yeah. Good. That probably made you happy too, Kenny. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like like great ride showed grit gets on the fucking box uh gets fifth overall though with a five three but ah oh, man it was just like he's just such a nice kid you know he works hard it, the, the story with the walton kawasaki brett and mel and the way the team is putting together and chad leaving and i just it's just a real nice warm story that it worked out that way so congrats to them congrats to tanner let's hope he can keep it going and you know he has no pressure as far as championship goes so it's he can just full send right yeah and he's not fighting for a ride but he is fighting for a contract in 2024 right guys yeah. like guys like him amiot Mackay, like yes they have rides right now sam gainer we're going to talk about him in a minute like he's kind of resurged uh you know these, these kind of names are i feel like again maybe we'll get into that well i'll save it for later but those names are all fighting for things right now and i just I like what I see out of it. A poor Amiot's out, obviously, but um, yeah, just a, that was a that was a cool story to see there uh, with Tanner Ward. Man, he was he was really happy on the podium, and you just love seeing that out of a racer um, yeah. about that stuff. And now in Harrison, if I, I don't know where to start with, I he he should have been one two two one on the day, and um, I I think he fucking I talked to Alex right. I'm a I have a great relationship with those guys. We kind of helping, and I honestly think when he when he went down to moto number one, he fucking blacked out. Because Noof, did you see how many? Did you see how many people he passed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I it couldn't was, believe I couldn't believe that he was in the top ten on like I'll go look at the lap. Yeah, he was in the top ten and like <laughs> he, he came across. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? You won't even know. 
Oh, is this transpon or fucking? Oh, right. But he yeah. was on lap. I want to say it was lap three. We found him on TV, and he was coming up to Dylan Rempel, and he was an eleven. Yeah, and that was like a le- ten or eleven, and he was. I don't know if there's thirty five guys. There's three thirty three people cross thirty four thirty four people. He was thirtieth, thirty three, somewhere in there, right yeah. on lap number one. So he passed twenty guys in two and a half, maybe three laps. Like he was fucking flying. Yeah, and then yeah. but and then he had a tip over somewhere when he got himself into fourth. <clears throat> When he was behind McNabb, he had a tip over because we didn't we didn't get that on TV. And then he was catching those guys again. The McNabb Racine had a big one, right? And then a Benoit battle, and then had the big one where Bennett went down that little sort of step up, doubly kick thing before you head to the big dirty. Fuck, I hate yeah. the name of that jump. Um, <laughs> like it just that, that sounds like this big fat stripper in some small town that you cross <laughs> when you head when you're driving across Canada. Um, but um, yeah, uh, he was. And then the Sakamoto, it looked he was going to be one two again, and then basically his fucking front wheel it just implodes, and he gets spit over the bike. He ends up knocking the wind out of himself, so nothing busted. He's all good. He'll be fine for this weekend. I talked to Alex about that, so kind of a bummer um, uh, about that one because man, he had he definitely had the speed to be one 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 two. I don't know if he could have beat Natsuki in Moto Number One, but fuck, he was going fast this weekend, and just everything just never went right. Because he was going too fast, almost yeah. everything's gone wrong since round one in a sense for him, right? Like I mean, yeah. you know, he's a championship favorite to come in, you know, more prepared, knew what to expect, knew the track. But man, when it fucking rains, it pours sometimes, and that's what's yeah. been happening with him. It's not from a lack of trying on the team side or on him. It's just things aren't clicking. Uh, your guy Vinny, is it Viney or Vinny? I call him Viney, but so do I. And I people are like, "It's Vinny," and I'm like, "Ah, fuck!" Like, they haven't come up and corrected me. So yeah, I'm on, on that podcast what you guys put out, Piccolo called him Vinny. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. He said, "Yeah, my guy Vinny." Right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's saying that, like you know, like like my cousin Vinny. Hey, yo, Vinny, like a, like an Italian <laughs> kind of thing. I don't think he, he, Piccolo is a great judge of fucking grammar on that one. But um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, eight eight for six. He got the backwards ending of the points the way it worked out. I mean, you barely saw him all day on my side of things, but I thought that's a good day for him first time at the dunes. Yeah, it, it, it was a struggle for him. There's no question. Um, I know on the pro practice day they had or whatever that I guess that was on a Tuesday. I don't think it went overly well, and I mean he's never ridden anything like that. Um, he did go backwards both motos, but then capitalized on a few mistakes, and he, he fought hard. He fought hard, but um, I think he's better than that. Eight eight for six. I mean, overall, great. He's seventh in points from not after not even going to the first round. But he's just he's just too perfect for me out there. He doesn't he you know he's the feet on the pegs, the perfect technique kind of thing where you can't do that at the dunes. You know what I mean? You got to get loose. Um, Could that be a little bit of the 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 way Rhino trains? Because that's his trainer, right? Is Rhino, and that's. It's nothing but technique, technique, technique all the time. Well, with him I, if think, you do follow. I think anybody that has a full-time riding coach, that's the way that they're going to be in a sense. Yeah. Because that's all they're working on is technique and yeah. type of stuff. So uh, it's not a bad thing by any means. But it, on a track like that, it, it doesn't work. You know, you know what it just made me, made me think of is our live show with Tyler talking about Talon. And yeah. I've taught him to have perfect form of technique so it rides safe. Yeah. That's uh, um, the... You know, so maybe he's riding. He's riding safe, which is good. Yeah. But um, he just uh, no, there's no send in there. But you 
Um, yeah, and he's still young and he's learning. Um, he's learning, but I, I want to see him and I think the rest of the team and I think himself and his parents, we want to see him dip into that top five or at least yeah. like he did get better starts this weekend. He, he was yeah. there, you know, second, third, both starts. Um, those guys kind of swallow him up on the first couple laps, but kind of want to see him to, to, you know, build, build to get better. Uh, Tanner Scott, his best weekend of the year, 12, six moto scores. The 12 was from dead last with Harrison and, and Tanner Ward in the first turn. And then six, the moto two is super solid. Um, obviously a little bit of help with the Harrison thing, but I mean, great moto didn't get a lot of love for him on the TV side of things. He was never really in like a lot of battles. Um, but, uh, I'm, um, I know Tanner well. I'm proud of him on that one. A great, great ride in the second moto. He should be very happy with the way that second moto went for sure. And um, um, hopefully, he can carry that heading into heading into Sandy. Same with same with Rempel. Rempel yeah. was very similar. I mean, that was Rempel's best day um, yeah. of the year. Seventh in the second moto. He got Viney uh, with two corners to go, which made me yell a little bit. But um, yeah, he got he fought the whole time, and um, yeah, he was he was impressive. Um, you know, I th- these are kids we're talking about now that kind of, you know, looking at, as we look at from an, an industry leader type looking thing, like they're hopefully the ones going to be carrying the flag here in a little while. They're young, they're, they got talent, all this sort of stuff. And now they, you know, they've never really seen West coast. Yes. Dylan did a couple of them last year. Tanner never did it. West coast was not good for either one of them. So now boys, if you listen to this podcast, which you probably time don't time to shine, this is your, this is your, you know, let's. Let's erase that sort of West Coast thing and, and put yourself in this. Like you just got a, a sixth and a seventh in those second motos there. Let's see. Let's see yeah. that for the rest of the year. They should be there in those positions in every moto coming from here on it. Yeah. Uh, Jonesy, high fives. Nine nine to Austin Jones on the day. That's good his job. Best one yet, Road, right? Really good in the first yeah. moto. Second moto, I didn't notice him as much, but dude, first moto, he's in the top five for a bit. But he was fourth out of the gate and yeah. he was running there and then had a tip over right when. Benoit and McNabb, I think, went by him. Or no, Benoit and Racine, I think, went by him right there. I can't remember what it was, but it was maybe five laps in. He had a little bit of a tip over, which probably took a little wind out of the sails. But 9-9 for uh, Jonesy on the MX-101. Yeah, bike, he, was, so. he was four, four, five, four, seventh all the uh, way oh. until he fell on lap 12. Oh, right at the end, too. They got him. Oh, bummer. Yeah. But um, solid day. Good job, Jonesy. Love to see it. Uh Huge tip of the cap to Sam Gaynor um, in Moto One for That's sure. Awesome. Seven yeah. guy goes out wins both pre so he's riding premix and he's riding two fifty. Um, I don't think you've ever had an issue with Sam being in shape or the heart type of thing, right? It was always kind of a mental sort of toughness with him. Yeah. Um, I, I find I feel like he's found a way to just kind of like this is maybe the wrong way to put it, but like hey hey mind quit being a pussy. I know how to ride a bike. Let's fucking just go and ride, and that's what he's doing right now. And he gets seventh and, and comes from the back to get the seventh. Yeah. Like fucking awesome ride in motor number one. I don't I'm not too sure what happened in motor two. He got the twelfth. Um as far as starts go like that. I'll look at the laps, but uh good. I just I don't know. Super cool. Dad, super nice. The TLD gas gas SSR squad. Um no, he started eleventh. Oh, he fell on lap two, twenty-first. Okay. So he fought fought all the way back and to twelfth again. Yeah. Well, so another awesome ride then. I didn't realize he fell all the way back there on that one. So, uh, well done, Sam Gaynor, man. Love having you back at the nationals this year and riding, you know, with the, the main classes and he kicked the shit out of everybody in the premix. Like that wasn't even a, I think actually it was a bit of a battle in moto two, but, uh, with uh, Gurley, I think Gurley's bike broke up 
I broke the TM. The TM broke out there. So, um, Massiangelo 10 10 looked awesome in moto number one and then fell over late. Um, nice to have him back. Says he's on a Kawasaki here. I'm pretty sure he's on a gas gas bike. I didn't even know who number 35 was. I was wondering that. In the first I year. saw his old man Justin there. I kind of wanted to poke and say, man, like, why aren't the fucking racing the series? They're going to Loretta's and the combines and I don't know. I, whatever, you know what, to each their own. I just, I don't, I got, I get frustrated for some reason with the, with the program there. And I, I shouldn't, because I don't know them well enough to be frustrated just from the outside looking in it. Just the, the, the idea of what they're doing and what they want. Doing, it, it's frustrating. What I heard he's doing Sandalee next weekend and that's it. And that's it. Well, well hopefully we'll see him there. 10, 10 is decent. He was, he was up there though longer. He was in the five, six range there for quite some time in the first model. Um, Ufam's F was good. Yeah, considering he's not really a stand guy. Um, no. I think he has to be, he's probably not super happy with the day, but I mean, consistent and good points. And yeah. Who the hell is Bailey Croon? <laughs> Ham Lake, Minnesota. No, never heard of him. Had decent scores, both motos. He was in the top 10, I think, in one of them, because uh, yeah. I remember on the score. But anyway, congrats, Bailey Croon. Thanks for coming up. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll see you this weekend. 16-13. Devin Smith, pretty solid weekend. I didn't see Troy much. This weekend saw him once riding back from the internet. 50, or weren't using the Wi-Fi up there at the shop. 15-17. Blake, yeah. da- Blake Davies, new. Uh, young, first time. Yeah, Blake, well, Blake's still hurting a little bit from his uh, crash at Calgary. His wrist is sore. They weren't even sure if they were going to make it to go for or if Blake could ride or brought him up. Mobius wrist brace. Actually, I see. Yeah, I, I saw that actually. You're fitting him up there. That yeah. So yeah, not a great day, but I talked to them at the end, and I think Blake was happy to survive it. I mean, he's never been there, obviously, and being super young and, and inexperienced on that side, scored points both motos, which which I guess is good. But I mean, I think that we want to. If you look at this, he is the top intermediate in the class. If that, yeah. If that, mean, if that means anything anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, go back to Devin a little bit. I thought that was a good, he fought pretty hard for, for both, yeah. both of those finishes. Um, I know he wants a little bit more of himself, but he's still slowly recovered from that illness yeah. that he had and taking longer, but him and Troy are putting in the time and being on the road and they committed to doing the series and they're hoping that, you know, to be sniffing around that top 10 towards the, towards the end of it. Gavin, bro, is, is that bruff, bro? Is that Makai, bro? Bruff? Is that? I, I don't know if that is. Okay. Um, it doesn't have the. I looked at that last night too. You got to think it is because I think there's there's Riley McCoy. McCoy, not McKay, sir. That McCoy. Yeah. McCoy and Gavin, I think. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know. There, there was some odd entries this weekend. Yeah, and, and then not enough of them. We'll finish off with that. Uh, Clayton, Clayton. I think the wheels have come off the Clayton Schmucky chain from round uh, one or two that he did really good. Yeah. Um, my my Jake Trico cost me fifty bucks, but I'm okay with that. I'm just like seeing them back at the races. Yeah, Ben Leclerc, shout out to Ben Leclerc, old street bike guy, super bike racer guy, now turned motocrosser. Well, he's been motocrossing more than street biking, but um, decent eighteen twenty. That's uh, Bur- uh, Burkefield, no Burkton, Burkton's own. That's what Quinn Amion said on TV. Shout out to Cooney, Tristan Dare is getting some points out there. Danny Perry, I have no clue who that is. Tanner Merrick is uh, a part of that gang with uh, Poisson that said we're good assholes. Uh, Noof. <laughs> uh, Brace Wadge, welcome back. No points. Kind of a surprise seeing him ride. Hey, impressive he's back after uh, a dislocated hip. Yeah, yeah. Big time. 
Like I couldn't believe it when I saw saw them pulling the pits on on Friday. I was like, "What? You guys are back?" Um, last semi-notable name. Do oh Marcus Ducey had a really bad day, thirty-four twenty-six. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, he was not having a good day, and I think probably the Tyler Gates, which we were going to talk about. The Tyler, so him and Tyler Gates are traveling together. In yeah, and uh, Yates is a big rig there. Um, Yates has to go get surgery, but he's going to do it back here in BC. So I don't. I was talking to Marcus's dad a little bit, like. What's the plan? He's like, I don't know. So I'm got a feeling that might have weighed on it a little bit. Um, right. Funny that I'm looking at Marcus Ducey, number one hundred one on the gas gas. He's not number one hundred one. That's That's kind of weird. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, why do they got number one hundred one? But weird. Uh, Fifty three, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what the what the rest of the series has in store for them. I mean, they want to do it, but fucking huge bummer on Yates. I mean, huh. That sucks. I mean, he's had a great year going. Um, I was one of the, Oh, I wanted to just point out Creighton Dillon, a, who is a snowcross champion in the sport division, which is like intermediate, I guess. Nah, maybe not intermediate. Anyway, kicked ass snowcross, kind of trying to be a motocross guy. I think he had a bike problem, motor number one. He was up to about 15th at one point, went yeah. 33. So that's about it. He's an, he's an intermediate racer. Um, I, so. Well, I'll tell you something that stuck out. Um, what? Why I noticed this is a little bit weird, but his fucking pants that he was wearing were so worn out that it had a hole in each side of the butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they run a loose program over there, Dylan Rufin. <laughs> like, like if there was like a circular hole worn out, you know, when pants get so worn out from riding, that's what they were. No, why are you staring at it, you underage well, kid's ass? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching him because he was riding good in the second moto. Yeah. Oh, did he actually no, go out for the second? No, first moto. Was, first moto. No, he got up to like 12th or so around there. And then he actually, he pulled off. I, I'm assuming it was a bike issue right where the TV uh, booth was. So I saw it. Yeah. I, he just kind of went off and Ron, the medic, gives him a water. And then I, I'd seen a picture of him pushing his bike off uh, um, somewhere, somewhere on, on direct maybe or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But, Okay, Noof, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about uh, lack of entries. Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of... Wait, you, little... you got a rant, though. You got a rant. To oh, I forgot about the race tech rant. Yeah, we need one of those in here. Well, my race tech rant, I'm getting tired, so I'm not as fired up as I was when we started this, but <laughs> why in the fuck is there no announcing on the Saturday during the amateur day? I think there was some. I don't think so. My old lady said there was some. Not very much, though. I, the the new guy, very nice guy at all, mm, not good at the job. Just, and I can be hard of that. I've done that before. We the idea of having an announcer is to let people know what's going on. He did announce like this was what's coming up, classes coming up, stuff like that. It just it's a work in progress. It's hard but, to find someone to do that job and and put those time. They're ten hour days. You're on the mic, but I don't feel like, and maybe it's just maybe I'm not paying as much attention, but like. Is that guy announcing like the play-by-play of the national, like uh, yes. to, the, to the crowd? Is he? Yes. Like, I is, don't know. Is he actually doing it? I don't know because we can't hear it. But yes, he is Dave Bell. Well, I always hear Dave Bell, and I don't hear this guy for some reason. But because they don't have horns, they're using uh, bins. So uh, at an at an outdoor event, you need to have horns. Horns is what carries uh-huh. and pushes sound. Where bins are made, for, he's like a DJ. He's like the stuff. He's like Cordell. That set up our live thing. 
that stuff that equipment is for like dj stuff like inside stadiums indoor facility things like that you need horns to help carry sound across um yeah. across the field as well that that is why dave has such a better system than the majority you need to buy horns and they have horns well yeah. they used to have remember i used to have slug those fucking things around and and set them up years ago there. And, uh, but Dave has got like big fucking horns yeah. and, uh, he's actually being a shyster on me right now. I'm trying to buy some cause he can't come to some of my events. And I'm like, where can I buy these? He's like, Oh, you can't buy these ones anymore. And it's actually true. It's really, it's really hard to find <laughs> yeah. the old horn. It's everything's going to a different audio thing yeah, for outdoors. Digital. And people are spending more more money on the, well, well, they'll, they'll buy They'll have like seven bins in like a in like a one hanging thing and they'll and they'll put them all up as like one thing and that's what i it's it's just it's a hell of a lot it costs a lot more money great information uh, great information yeah, so anyway but i here. agree i thought i thought your rant was going to be lappers uh that too yeah i'm just not really that fired up today i'm sorry guys all right well save fuck it. the lappers too guys seriously there was four lappers out there I thought Daryl Murphy was going to fucking dislocate his shoulder at one point. He's got the hands thing the flag, going. Yeah. He's got the flag going. He's fucking crouched down. Like, it's awesome. I love it. I know if I was out there being lapped, it would scare me so much seeing him looking <laughs> into my eyes. I'd jump right off the fucking track. Yeah. These guys don't move. I watched the TV side of things. The 992, Josh Wright, Wooler, Ontario. Never, I have no idea who that is. Intermediate kid, I think. He drove almost right into Benoit trying to get out of his way. Like coming <laughs> through the S turn as they head up to where Harrison crashed. Was. It was right on TV. And I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. you know, when like you go to a race and there's a guy that sticks out to you because you see him a lot for some reason. Is oh, there's fucking 15 of them this weekend. Well, that guy, that right guy, because I kept thinking it was Jack Wright for some reason when I'd see his name. Um, I guess Josh Jack kind of close. But dude, I don't think that Josh Wright guy jumped the dirty. Like, I don't, I, I, you uh, know, that little double goldie off the start, you know, when you do the new big bank corner, you go into that little rudder double before you go up the big hill. Yeah. He never jumped that. Like, I stood there, uh, I stood there all motos, and that guy never jumped that. But his lap time, his best lap time in moto one was a 245. 240, 245, and the fastest lap time was a one. Okay. I don't know how many guys' names are Josh Wright. I've got a Josh Wright in AMO. Hasn't raced since 2022. Yeah. From Frankfurt, Ontario. Where's Where's this one from? This is Wooler. from Wooler. Where is the Where the hell is Wooler, Ontario? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I don't know. And he was a fucking junior. Yeah. Different number though too, so maybe different guys. Might be so there's another There's another guy here um, that is in the 250 class. I'm just trying to find his name. Um. Fuck, he's not even here on the list. Wait one second. And I know this for a fact because I had to go bump. Oh, this is this is from fucking freezing by free flow? Oh my god. Dean Alexander Kubik. He won the open junior class on Saturday at Gopher Dude and then went 33 DNF on Sunday. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. 33 DNF. Come on, MRC. Come on. And they knew this guy because uh, one of my dealers, McKees, just down the road there from Gopher Dunes, had ordered a whole shot device for this guy and it got lost or something like that. So Trevor from McKees called me and said, hey, any way you can – he's from Netherlands or something, this Dean Alexander Kubik. He's from the Netherlands. 
doesn't speak any English. Where the fuck is he on the results here? Oh, he didn't call. 34th, number 22. Oh, no. Is that not the same? We raced, oh, no, 22 was on a Yamaha that we raced, eh, Nuf? On Saturday. That was intermediate. Yeah. That was another 20. What in the, come on, MRC. (laughs) But it's weird. He's not in the lap chart for Moto1. Did they DQ him or did they black flag him after practice for it? I fucking hope so. I recognize that now. Oh, no, here he is right here. Wouldn't that be DNS? With 20, yeah, 22, 29, yeah, 214 was his fastest lap time. Anyways, um, the MRC guys knew because I thought he was a pro. And so I went to Kyle and them. I'm like, hey, do you have a Dean Alexander Kubrick signed up? They're like, nope. I'm like, well, there's somebody here. And so I pull up the amateur entries, and yeah, he signed up for Open Junior. Wow. And he raced Open Junior. I've seen him on the track. He was on a gas gas with uh, number 22 with... No graphics on it. It was all red. Unbelievable. <laughs> God, that makes me fucking angry. That makes me angry. Wow. Like, why would you even go out there? Like, where the fuck is just the common common decency of, like, not... Oh. All right. I'm when Junior mad. on Saturday, race pro on Sunday. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unreal. Okay. Unbelievable. Last thing here, Goldie. When we were texting, you said you had some silly season updates or or minor ones. Anyways. Well, I just kind of caught some chatter this week, and it wasn't really a lot. I just I know there's a few teams already hunting for Quinn Amion. Um, uh, and uh, two fifty or four fifty? No, for put him on a four fifty side. Yeah. One of them's on a green side of things. One of them's on a blue side of things. So um, that's that was basically about it. I mean, there's still I know Pettis's contract is up, right? But he's doing a great job uh, as of right now. And like, I mean, who else are you going to hire? Yeah. But there's obviously going to be like Noof. I'm pretty sure you could say too. There's probably a 95 percent chance if Ryder wins the championship, he ain't back here next year. No, oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's going to race the states the whole year. How they pull it off or where, what bike, anything, I have no idea. But um, so there's going to be an opening at KTM on on a little bike. Is it just Kevin Benoit then? Maybe over there is Kevin Benoit move up to 450, Pettis back to 250 because that's five years difference maybe i don't know any or not it's not quite five years i guess three years maybe um but um uh so there'd be some interesting things there as far as that stuff goes and then of course um there's always the wonder if uh, when i talk to julian up here he's he never wants to come back to canada ever again so um he wants to race nothing but states so i these are just like long conversations nothing concrete or anything like that so i guess we'll see um all right boys good show thank you huskaverna gas gas and ktm canada Thank you so much, Bristol Coachworks, Race Tech Suspension, and CallisMoto.com, CMXU at checkout. Support them, and they will continue to support us. Uh, Noof, good job today, buddy. I know you're po- poached from uh, flying and traveling. I still think the plan that you made to do all this is, I don't know, it's fucking retarded. When but, are you going to handle <laughs> Uh Probably Thursday. My kids got soccer around 6 to 7 o'clock Thursday night, and then I can start driving. I'll drive for a few hours probably, and then pull over to sleep in the trailer, and then we'll be there for Friday morning. So when do you think, what day do you think we're going to get more outlandish texts from Ken Ken about spending CMXU money? <laughs> hey, that was a good well, idea. Think about it. What if we I did? Mean, what um, if we did? We could have got a podium interview. A he he would have shout us out. He's already there. <laughs> I know. It depends, I don't, depends how the... Uh, how the wine flows, the wine and the whiskey flows out there yeah. in fucking no, no Moose wine Jar, Regina, <laughs> Just go and hear from the guy in days and then just sends an outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full ghost yeah. us and then, boys, 
Let's fucking give this guy money. <laughs> I stand oh, behind shit. it. I think it was a good idea. All right, boys. Another good one. Post drop, Kenny. Let's let the people have yep. it. Abby. I'll see you at the races, Abby. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye.